Hey guys, we're back again this week. I'm so sorry for the audio issues in the first two episodes, but this will be a redo of the Hunter Hunter episode. Just to let you know, you're back with the Anime Bay podcast with your host Essence. I'm also known as the Anime Bay, and I'm so glad that my microphone and everything is working right now. Like, it sounds so much better, it's more clear. Shout out to Amazon (laughs) and shout out to my laptop for finally cooperating with me. All right, so how was y'all's week? How is everything? You know, for me right now it's Tuesday. I don't know when this episode is going up, but, you know, everything so far is so good. So bear with me. I'm still working the kinks out of everything. And, you know. We're here to talk about anime, sex, love, relationships, whatever y'all want to talk about. Just let me know. Alright. And like I said before, I would really love to have cosplayers or anime lovers or alternative people or anybody on my show to help co-host or talk for about an hour or so. Alright. The best anime in the game for me has always been Hunter Hunter. Maybe One Piece, Death Note, stuff like that. But it's been hard for me to find something that beats Hunter Hunter. So here's the breakdown again, so sorry. Um from Wikipedia of course. The story for you messing up already. The story follows a young boy named Gone Freaks, who was told all of his life that both of his parents were dead. But when he learns from Kite, an apprentice of his father, Jing Freaks, that he is still alive and has since become an accomplished hunter, Gone leaves his home in Will, um, Will Island to take the hunter exam in order to become a hunter like his father. During the exam, Gone meets and befriends three of the other applicants, Karabaka, who is the last remaining member of the Kurta clan, who wishes to become a hunter in order to avenge his clan and recover the scarlet glowing eyes that are plucked from their corpse by a band of thieves known as the Phantom Troop. Leorio, who is a prospective physician, has to pay for medical school and desires the financial benefit from the hunter exam. Kilo Zodic, who is a 12-year-old boy who left his former life as a member of the world's most notorious assassin family, among many other examinees. Gon continuously encounters Hisuka, a mysterious and deadly transmitter who takes an interest in him. After many trials together, Gon and his friends end up passing the exam except for Kilo who fails after killing another applicant due to the influence of his brother Lumi and runs away to his family's estate in shame. After the exam, Gon and the others try to convince Kyo to rejoin their side and things like that. Then Leorio and Karabaka depart for their own personal reasons and Gon and Kyo will head to Heaven's Arena, a skyscraper where thousands of martial artists compete daily in fighting tournaments seeking to improve themselves and gain monetary rewards. There they meet Sushi, a fellow Heaven's Arena applicant, 
who has a kung fu master named Wing who trains him in utilizing Nen. A key light energy used by his practices to manifest parapsychological abilities and is also considered to be the final requirement to pass the hunter exam. Sometime later, Gon and his friends reunite again in York, New City, where they have a clash with the Phantom Troop. During the occasion, two the band of themes are Deeds are killed by Karapika, and he is forced to give up the chance of hunting down the rest in order to rescue Gon and Kila from being captured. But not without succeeding in sealing the powers of their leader, Krolo Lucifer. A few days later, Gon and Kila achieved their objective and began playing Greed Island, an extremely rare and expensive video game with nin like properties following some clues where about things were about so sorry this is so poorly written <laughs> um okay while the boys are exploring the game it is revealed that it is actually set somewhere in the real world created by created with them by a team of Led by none other than Jing himself. So basically, Jing, cre um, Jing created the game. Um, during the game, they are joined by Biscuit Kruger, who is an experienced teacher of Nen and a Kung Fu master. With Biscuit's help, Gon and Kilo train their Nen and learn how to shape their abilities to their traits. Kilo takes a short break from Greed Island to apply for the Hunter exam again this time passing with success. The trio then completes the game together against all odds and Gon obtains the right to choose the artifacts from the game necessary to reunite with his father. Gon then decides to have Kilo accompany him to meet his father using the artifacts but then the duo are sent to meet Kite instead. They decide to help with Kite's research of a man-sized chimera ant queen an insect that devours other creatures and then gives birth a progeny that inherits the characteristics of different species it has eaten. The queen washes up onto an island called the Neo Green Life, which is NGO, Autonomous Region, where she quickly develops a taste for humans and builds a colony powerful enough to overcome the population, especially after her hot spring learned the power of men from consumer hunters. Upon facing the royal god of the Chimera Ants, Kike sacrifices himself to allow Gona and Kilo to flee and alert the Hunter Association. After weeks of preparation, the association sends the team sends a team of some of their most powerful hunters, including Natural, who is the president of the association, to defeat the ants and their king Miriam, whose subjects secretly overthrew the government of the nearby Republic of East Gortu as part of their plan of subduing of all mankind. Despite losing Miriam in combat, Nesro ends up killing him with a bomb and being implanted in his body that poisoned him to death, poisoned him to death soon after. Meanwhile, Gon has a showdown with Nefropita, the ant who killed Kite. After overusing Nen to exact his revenge, he is hospitalized and is in critical condition. After the Kimura Ant incident is resolved, the Hunters Association echelons, top 
upper echelons, which are the zodiacs, from which Ging is a member, begin the process of choosing Netro's replacement as chairman. While Kilo returns home to ask for his younger sister, Aluka, to save Gon's life. His family is unwilling to risk losing, risk losing Aluka or having her dangerous powers used against him. But after evading his brother, his older brother's Illumi attempt to intercept him, Kilo manages to bring Aluka to Gon's side and has him fully restored. He then attempts to attempts to steal away Aluka's alter ego, which grants them power, grants them power, which is Nanika, which is likely a creature from the Dark Continent. But at the last moment, decides to revert the process rather than steal away Nanika, who is Aluka's only other friends. Kilo then parks ways with Gon to travel the world with Aluka, while Gon himself finally meets his father and learns the true nature of his quest. Sometime later, Netro's son, Beyond, assembles an expedition to the Dark Continent to forbidden vast area outside of the known world, where he is sponsored by the King of Mokake. Fearing that the expedition may bring disaster, just like in all previous attempts, the world's five greatest powers accept that Kagan join their ranks in exchange for a full authority over all, all of his findings. To accompany Beyond and ensure his compliance, the Zodiacs decided to watch over him and invite Karapika and Leorio to join, replacing Ging and former Vice Chairman Ferriston Hume, who assembled their own Dark Continent exploration teams by Beyond's request. Hmm. Almost done. <laughs> Meanwhile, Krolo regains his powers and fulfills Isika's wish to have a deal with him. Duel with him. <laughs> So sorry, y'all. Which ends with Hisuka being defeated and killed. After reviving through Nen, Hisuka starts killing off the Phantom Troop members one by one who have bonded Kaken's ship to the Dark Continent deriving. Aboard the ship, Nasubi, the King of Kaken, starts a battle to the death between his heirs to decide his successor. Karapika, who has also infiltrated the ship with the other hunters, takes part in the secession war as the bodyguard of the 14th prince, Wobble, Kaken's youngest prince, and a toddler. Karapika's personal objective, however, is to retrieve the last batch of Scarlet Eyes from the Kurtzer clan in custody of... Mm-mm, can't say that way. <laughs> Cannot say their name because I haven't heard it being spoken said <laughs> which is Kaken's fourth prince and I know that was a lot especially for me you were trying to read word, word, word verbatim what Wikipedia says alright where do we where do we start I really love this anime I really love the pacing of it even though it can be slow at some parts but I really appreciate how the writer took time to like develop each character. Well, at least each of the main characters, even though the story is about gone. I think that the personal growth within Kilua from being part of the a family that assassinates other people 
And like having to live that lifestyle where he's been tortured and trained since a very young age to now being this little boy that has never really seen anyone outside of his family uh, well interact with them and been told that he can't have friends with other people to making friends with Gone and realizing how important these relationships are in your life just by seeing Gone go after his father and so desperately try to track him down and I really love that Kilua can have this type of character development here along with Leorio going from being this uh, doctor student that's a bad way to put it <laughs> a medical student who is just driven by the money aspect of it just to pay for school which I mean fair <laughs> very much fair <laughs> but um just to see that see his love for Gon, Kiloa, Karapaka and how he realizes that some of the best things in life cannot be bought which I think is so important a, a lesson that most people tend to forget when there's so many things that have a price attached to them in this world but realizing that having the people that you love around you and people that support you and people that motivate you to be better is very important and being able to take care of yourself and help take care of others is also what we're being put on this earth to do and I think Karapika also learned his lesson um, even though his main goal was to like to avenge his clan which you know rightfully so and that's pretty much most of his arc but just seeing him hmm, make a family with these guys that he's never met before and they sort of become like his new clan and like a new brotherhood for him something that he's he's been missing uh, after seeing everyone die you know and things like that uh, and going being relentless and trying to seek his father regardless of what everyone's been telling him like you know, why are you chasing after your dad? Your dad left you. You should leave it alone. Blah, blah, blah. You got people in your life that love you. Why are you chasing after him? To him meeting his dad, who didn't want to see him either, but like, to meeting his dad and being so forgiving and being very understanding and being like, I get it. This is what you want to do. This is your career. That sounds so pretentious to call being a hunter or being a hunter a career which you know it is this is something that you love to do and you just had to take the opportunity when it came to you 
And granted, even though I wouldn't entirely abandon my family just to go pursue my own dreams, I can understand like how important it is not to let yourself get wrapped up in other people and other things where to the point where you're neglecting what you want to do and doing what's best for you and doing what makes you happy just because someone else tells you uh, what to do and what you need to do which a lot of people in this life will tell you what you need to do what you want to do blah 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 I'm gonna like this dictate your life but I think that With Gone and with Jean, they are two sides of the same coin. And, and y'all can feel however y'all want to feel about that. But Gone up and left his whole life to go on this whole long-ass journey to go find his dad and become a hunter and go through all these things. And even after meeting his dad, still pursuing with this and still doing what his dad doing, just like his dad did when he was around Gone's age. And just how happy and how free Gone seems to be with doing what he wants to do. And, like, you know, it's, it's touching. I wouldn't have did it, but, like, it's touching. <laughs> it's very touching. Um, I feel like... It could have been done a different way. <laughs> Instead of just abandoning your son, you know, as a baby. But, like, I mean, I, I get it. And I feel like some parents also feel like their life is over when they have a child and all their dreams have to go out the window and everything that they didn't accomplish before having a child. That has to cease to exist just because you brought someone else into this world and I'm here to tell you it doesn't you know as long as you're taking care of your business it is you're never too young to um, you're never too old to start over you're never too old to learn anything new you're never too old to do to do what you love Cause at the end of the day, you living your own life, and no one else is gonna live for you, and you don't want to be on your deathbed regretting everything that you didn't get to do. Not that you didn't have the opportunity to do it; it's just the fact that you didn't take it. When the cards were all set and ready for you to go ahead and take it, and with that, that comes somewhat a privilege to be able to say like go ahead do whatever you want to do but I think that in all honesty and like reality as much as we want to do things that we really want to do there are limitations to that and there are things that you just simply can't do just because of circumstances so I'm not saying that you have to like you know, throw away all your responsibilities and go for what you want to go for. But if it means enough to you to pursue, then by all means pursue it. 
you have your own dream. Nobody else is going to live it for you. You either live long enough to see yourself do it or see someone else do it. And that's a whole spiel <laughs> for anime. Um, I appreciate Kite for his short time on the show for being a father figure to Gone. And I think this says something to King's impact and all of these people that soon come into Gone's life and how many people talk about how good King is. Jing, 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 King. I have to listen to the anime again. I gotta rewatch it. Well, listening to how um, impactful Gone's father is, you know. And all these people that he's met in his time of being a hunter and all these people that really love him, that they love him enough to help guide his son on this wild-ass goose chase to find him. And they understand who his father is and how he acts enough to not be bothered by the fact that, you know, this is a wild-ass game of hide-and-seek. Like... Seasons worth of hide and seek. But I love Kite. He did what he had to do. And I just love all the men in this anime that have become a father figure to go. And he does have some motherly figures in this um, show. Much love to them. Um. That lady that at, that went on a date with gone jail, Hisuka jail. I I really can't say I like or dislike Hisuka. Just simply because he does seem like a pedophile, but I don't think he's like a villain per se. He's very creepy, very weird around little boy there are very, some very questionable scenes but like I don't think he means any true harm to go I think he just likes to fight and he sees the potential in Gone to be one of the best men users that he's ever met and that will come with time and with experience and like you know, all these adventures and stuff like that. Which I get, but it's still kind of creepy. I think Hisuka is just more for himself and just likes a good fight. I feel like he's like Goku in a way. Just loves a good fight. Loves to get stronger. Wants to see when somebody else gets stronger. Um... Um, some other notable characters. Bisky. Love Biscuit. Um, it's kind of, I don't know. I was going to say something, but I don't want to get canceled. I think Bisky is a good character um, for her limited time on the show. Um, Canary. Love her down. Um, 
she's not a but is she a butler yeah she's a butler i think is she not don't read me for phil but you know protecting the um zodic estate i'm sorry y'all it's been a long day of studying so i'm gonna but but protecting the zodic estate and even though Kilo wasn't allowed to have friends, like being his first kind of friend, um, protecting him and stuff like that. And I think it's cool to see a black female character in these type of shows being very strong, very independent, and sometimes very vulnerable. Um, so refreshing. I just wish we could see more of that in media. And just more um leading female characters. Even though Canary's not a leading character, but more I need to see more of that. Or non binary characters or things like that. In the anime like this, even though there are many, don't get me wrong, but I just wanna see more of it. Especially black women. Um, I think the chimera and art, chimera, chimera, whatever, <laughs> and art. I I look at it like having a godlike complex, especially with Miriam, and like with his mother creating and destroying everything while having all the her offsprings or whatever I'll have to go back and watch it but having to destroy and kill people and like bring it back to her she go get it and like eat them and like create life and create an army and just try to take over and like Miriam trying to figure out who he is, what he is, and knowing how strong he is and how capable he is, but like meeting Kamugi? Kamugi? Anyway, <laughs> the blind character towards the end, um, the female blind character with the gray hair. And they played, um, one moment, y'all. Ignore the fact that I can't sing. <laughs> um, Gungi? Gunji? Yeah, they played that game. And him realizing that. He can't really beat her, even though she cannot see him, whatever. And, like, keeping her there to, like, play this game every day. And getting to know them. Getting to know her. And just, I don't know. Like, getting to know her. Um... And getting to know more about himself and his own mortality and 
and find out what it means to be human and like gaining some of those subconscious memories about who he was as a child and I guess that's why he feels somewhat attached to the girl because sometimes those memories come through but he doesn't really understand but like trying to figure out what he is and and like understanding emotion and what love is and I think it's beautiful um sentiment when they die together I think it's pretty I think it's pretty sweet little 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 weird but I, I think that is just showing us how human we should be I think the whole anime is about doing what you want to do doing what makes you happy and like trying to figure out who you are inside and like you're evaluating your humanness, your mistakes, your failures, um, who you are as a person, what do you mean to other people, what is your impact to other people, and how do you want to go about that in your life? What can be said about you in your life? I think that's beautiful. I would give this anime, this anime about 12 out of 10 stars. Strong, solid 5 out of 5. Strong, solid 5 out of 5. It's a show for me, honestly. <laughs> but if you haven't watched it, please watch it. Um, and we'll be back next week with another installment of the Anime Bay Podcast. I've been your host, Essence, also known as the Anime Bay, and thank you for listening.